In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Good morning. It is such a joy, a wonderful, wonderful joy to be with you all uh, again uh, at All Souls today. Uh, I, my name is Bishop Polson Reed, and I am trying to figure out if I'm still the new bishop of Oklahoma. I don't know how many visits I need before I'm not the new one anymore. I'm sort of in between. Um, I just got back very late last night from a training for new bishops that last uh, for the first several years of one's episcopate. Um, it's sort of jokingly called baby bishop school. <laughs> and so I'm figuring that now that I have finished with baby bishop school, perhaps I'm a toddler bishop. I'm not quite sure. Something like that. Um, but regardless, it, it is such a joy to be with you uh, today. Uh, I hold in my heart a very special place for all souls, for all of you. I'm so grateful to Father Yoder, uh, to his staff, to your vestry. Uh, and to uh, all the members of this congregation. This is one of our most vital uh, congregations in the whole Diocese of Oklahoma. You do a tremendous job uh, with your worship, with your formation of disciples of Jesus Christ of all ages here, and with your impact in the wider community. And I am so, so grateful for you and delighted to be here with all of these confirmations today. Uh, we have a tremendous, uh, large group of folks, both youth and adults, who are being confirmed or received into the church or who are reaffirming their promises. Um, so it is indeed a great, great day to be here, and I thank you for your hospitality. I was thinking as I was preparing this sermon for this morning uh, about my own family. Uh, my wife Megan, and our three boys. And I was thinking particularly in light of the scripture readings today about uh, the anxieties that came with the birth of my wife Megan's and my first child, now almost 14 years ago, of the various anxieties we had as new parents-to-be, one of the greatest was our anxiety around baby-proofing the house. At the time, we lived in a rather rundown Victorian-style home in Denver, which had been absolutely perfect for a young couple with no kids. But now that our first son had entered into the world, our somewhat rough-around-the-edges house began to feel somewhat less charming and much more dangerous. There were in that house the very narrow steps that were so easy to fall down, the hot baseboards for heat, the hard tile floors, and the horror movie-like basement. <laughs> How could we keep a child safe amidst all of these dangers, especially when he started crawling, and even worse, walking. And so Megan and I began baby-proofing the house with gusto, almost as soon as we were home from the hospital. 
Not long after, baby gates were everywhere. Those magnetized locks we installed on the drawers. We put down little blankets and rugs on the hard floors and so on. Well, by the time son number three came along, five years later, now in Phoenix, our parenting style had, shall we say, evolved. We had a lock on the poisonous kitchen supplies, and, well, that was about it. <laughs> After just a few months, our third was in the mix of things with his big brothers, clearly loving every moment. There were sometimes tears, of course, if he fell down trying to do something that they were doing. But overall, I think our third had a better experience as a young child than our first, because he had a healthier balance of safety and exploration. We didn't worry so much about protecting him from every little bump or skinned knee. We let him grow up, scrapes, tears, and all. There's something magical about seeing an infant become a toddler as they start to test their limits, take some chances, and find their courage. In a safe and healthy home, children learn they can try things because those who love them have set up an environment that's basically protected from the biggest dangers. Not that toddlers understand this intellectually, of course. It's rather a feeling that they have. I don't have to be afraid here. There's a freedom that comes from safety and love, allowing them to experience the small hurts and frustrations without anything too major while a watchful parent is there with hugs, band-aids, and soothing words when needed. Last week, our gospel reading shared what we might consider the core teaching of the gospel, to love one another as Christ has loved us. This week, St. John continues with what we might call Jesus' promise to us as we seek to practice that love, a life without fear. Preparing his disciples for his departure, Jesus reassures them that they will never be alone. The Holy Ghost will come to teach them and remind them of all that Jesus has said. And because of God's presence with them through the Holy Ghost, they need not be troubled or afraid. Indeed, they can have the peace of Christ. That sense of well-being and love that surpasses their understanding. A deep peace that reminds them that whatever difficulties and pain they face, nothing, nothing can separate them from God.
as Christian people, I sometimes think we forget just how powerful the resurrection is. Not only for the life to come, but for right now. You see, if we actually believe what we say we believe in the creeds, what Jesus teaches us through the Bible, then we need not fear death. Because we will be raised from the dead since Christ himself was raised. We need not fear judgment. For Christ has wiped away the sins of those who truly repent. And we need not fear being alone. For through the Holy Ghost, God is always with us. If we really don't fear death, judgment, or being alone, then what is there to fear? There is still plenty of pain in this world, to be sure. Heartbreak, betrayal, disappointment, plagues, and wars. But the very worst has been taken away by Christ. And so like a toddler, free to uh, explore and to grow, knowing somehow that they are safe from the greatest dangers, we too can grow in courage. A life without fear is possible if we truly believe because of Jesus' death and resurrection and the coming of the Holy Ghost. In our reading today from the book of Revelation, we see what the kingdom of God will look like in its final form. It is a holy city of abundance for all, the water of life and the tree of life with 12 kinds of fruit. And it is a city without fear for God's faithful people, with permanent light from God and the Lamb, gates that will never need to shut and leaves for the healing of the nations. Those who are there who are written in the Lamb's book of life will worship God and be in God's presence always. It is a picture of eternal life without fear, sin, or death, and yet full of love and growth. That, my friends, is God's promise, made known to us in Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. As our Easter season winds down, let us boldly go out into the world, into the dark and desperate places. Let us live our lives without fear, confident that God has already saved us from the worst that evil and death can do. Confident in eternal life, in forgiveness of our sins and God's never-failing love, God's faithful people can listen for the voice of the Holy Ghost 
who has prepared for us such good things as surpass our understanding. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.